the more we pursue our mission at Soul Career, which is to redefine the relationship between work and life, allowing humans to thrive, the more we interface with the field of psychology. We now quite frequently refer our coaching clients to psychologists, and we're creating a network of psychologists to support our coaching work. So this is why I'm thrilled to introduce our guest today. Dr. David Spiegel is a psychiatrist. He is the Wilson Professor and Associate Chair of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences and the Director of the Center on Stress and Health and Medical Director of the Center for Integrative Medicine at Stanford University School of Medicine, where he's been a member of the faculty since 1975. So this is the big time, guys. This is one of our most <laughs> highly accredited guests that we've had on our podcast. So Dr. Spiegel has more than 40 years of clinical and research experience studying psychology and illness, stress and health, pain control, sleep, and hypnosis, which is where we're going to focus our conversation today. He's published 13 books, lots of journal articles, book chapters on hypnosis, psychosocial oncology, stress physiology, trauma, and psychotherapy. Welcome to the Soul Career Podcast, Dr. Spiegel. Thank you, Lysandra. I'm glad to be here. And now you've helped me understand why I'm so tired. I've been doing all that stuff. <laughs> you've yeah. been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk uh, a little bit about what you've been doing today. So how would you describe your work to an audience of business professionals who are trying to imbue their careers with more purpose and meaning? Well, uh, you mentioned you had some uh, wonderful psychologists uh, previously on attachment theory. This might be called detachment theory. This is our way of disconnecting and reconnecting in different ways. Um, you know, we are our major advantage as humans is this three pound organ on the top of our shoulders that helps us form relationships, think, plan, feel. Um, and But it doesn't come with a user's manual. And there are a lot of things our brains can do that um, we haven't necessarily been trained in doing. Um, and the thing that has fascinated me has been hypnosis, how you can narrow the focus of attention the way you do when you're skiing or surfing or doing something that demands your focused attention, because otherwise you wind up on your back, um, but also allows you to disconnect from previous ways of doing things, to detach yourself from uh, your assumptions about who you are and what you have to do uh, and allows you to reconnect in a different way. So it's a it's a very good mental setting for re-examining your relationship to your body, uh, re-examining who you think you are and what you need to be, uh, and turning down your day-to-day -day preoccupations so that you can manage your body, your level of stress better, and think clearly in different novel directions. Absolutely. So you are a pioneer in studying hypnosis, as you mentioned, and its effects on pain, on stress, anxiety, insomnia, and overall health. What is hypnosis exactly? Hypnosis is a state of highly focused attention, uh, Lissandra. Uh, it's like uh, getting so caught up in a movie. Have you ever had that experience, getting so caught up in a movie or a novel that you forget you're watching a movie and just enter the imagined world? Um, does that happen to you? Absolutely. 
absolutely all the time yeah it's it's been called believed in imagination so you enter the imagined world you don't judge it you don't evaluate it you may do that later you just experience it um and that gives you a, a capacity to focus and 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 think and act intensely but also to kind of disconnect and reconnect from assumptions about how much for example distress you're thinking about um affects your body and there are ways in which we teach people using hypnosis to manage their stress um, by first making their body comfortable so you can use your good focused imagination to imagine your body is floating in a bath a lake a hot tub or floating in space disconnect the natural reaction of your body to tense up when you're worried about something so you're beginning to handle the stressor better because you're disconnecting the thought of the stressor with your natural physical reaction to get ready to fight or flee. Um, and that gives you a step forward in being able to better address the stressor. Um, we're now, we have a new app coming out now on fear of flying and we're helping people to imagine, you know, not fighting their fear, but to imagine they're just floating with the plane that they're comfortable physically and that the airplane is an extension of your body. You, you're, you're there and not out of control, but because you've made a wise choice about what airline to fly with and how they train their pilots. And to think about the difference between a probability and a possibility. So you can go into this altered state and alter the way you're dealing with the stressor. And that's the kind of thing that hypnosis can be very good at doing. Incredible. So I've done a lot of meditation, but not a lot of hypnosis. How is hypnosis different from meditation? Well, uh, meditation is a, you know, originally a Buddhist practice from the East. And the idea in meditation is to just focus on, on um, being rather than doing on being on open presence on just letting whatever thoughts and feelings exist, just kind of flow through you. Uh, on being able to scan your body, but not judge how your body is feeling, and to develop a sense of compassion, which is a wonderful thing. Lord knows the world needs more of that these days. Um, uh, but it is not meant to be to have a goal. You don't do it for a reason. You do it because it's good to kind of get over yourself, to disconnect from selfhood and just be. Um, and, uh, you know, Headspace, which is this wonderful uh, meditation app, says that after three weeks of, of using Headspace, uh, there are people who meditate are 16% happier. So the idea is not to have a goal. The idea is to just be different. With hypnosis, it's Western. You know, we Western things are done for a reason, for a purpose. And hypnosis is focused. And that's fine. And it's good. And what's cool about hypnosis and what's good about what you can experience on the app we've developed for every uh, is that within a few minutes, you can tell whether your pain is better, whether your level of self-reported stress is better. You can find out that night whether you're going to sleep better. So you use it to solve a problem. Uh, so it is intentional. And we had one wonderful reverie user who's been meditating for 10 years saying, I finally was able to stop feeling guilty about being intentional. You know, I could, I could use this altered mental state to solve a problem. And so that's how hypnosis is different. It's focused, it's problem solving, and it's fast. Mm -hmm. That's really, really helpful because I try to meditate to quiet the thoughts in my mind to get out of that Western state and into a more accepting open state. But I found that meditation helps me a lot with stress, um, with the relaxing and decompressing from the day. 
So if I was more intentional, hypnosis, could it get me there faster or more effectively than meditation, for example? Yeah, I, th I think sometimes it can, yes, that you do it for that purpose. Um, you know, it, uh, from an evolutionary point of view, we're pretty pathetic creatures. You know, we don't run that fast. We don't smell that well. We don't hear that well. Um, and so we're typically evolved to prepare to fight or flee. So all of the stressors we feel, tend we tend to translate into physical threat. And most of the time these days, hopefully, most of our stressors are not physical threats. They're emotional, social, psychological, business planning threats. And, and for that, you don't need to increase your heart rate and your blood pressure and start to sweat. That just convinces you that it's worse than it already is. So um, hypnosis can be very helpful in putting the threat into perspective and changing your perspective of it. Mm -hmm. So one of the good things about taking a new point of view and focusing in this way is you can see the threat from a different point of view. So you get your body comfortable and then you think, all right, well, here's what my uh, my boss is saying to me or doing to me. And um, but you can approach it disconnecting your physical arousal from your mental arousal. And then you can think, what's one thing I could do to deal with it better, you know? Maybe just restate what he said in a way that makes him know I understand what it is. Maybe I can see a new thing to offer or a new way to approach how I deal with him or how I deal with the problem in my job or something else. But it allows you to do some brainstorming and use this intense focus on the problem to potentially come up with a different point of view. But it is intentional. You're trying to solve the problem, which is not what you do, Lissandra, when you meditate. You're supposed to not do that. You're supposed to just be open and just see what flows by. And that's fine, too. I have great respect for that tradition, but uh, I'm an advocate for this one. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you're turning me into one as well, because I definitely am looking forward to trying your app, especially on self-hypnosis. Uh, but before Terrific. we get, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, okay. Your earlier work was a lot on pain management and using yes. hypnosis to manage pain. So in one of your articles that I read, um, you said that pain is a combination of physical damage and mental reconstruction of that experience. So tell yes. us a little bit more about that, how the brain defines pain and how hypnosis helps. Uh, well, Lissandra, I like to say that to the, my medical students that the strain and pain lies mainly in the brain. Um, <laughs> and if you think about it, you know, there's always the brain is always involved. We tend to think of pain as just the product of that broken arm or twisted ankle or something else. But that sends signals through very specific pathways in the spinal cord up to different parts of the brain that process pain. Um but the, the, the fact that it is experienced as pain has a lot to do with the way the brain interprets the signals that come in. And so you're having sensations right now sitting in, this, in the chair. Hopefully you weren't aware of those physical sensations until I brought it to your mind. If you were, we My can My neck is hurting me now all of a sudden. All right, well, well I'll help you with that. Okay, but um, the, the brain interprets those signals as either unimportant and not worth paying attention to. If you can turn off those neutral signals, you can also often modulate the painful ones as well. Um, athletes know this, you know, there are football players who, who break an ankle during, and, and it just, you know, it feels a little funny. And then the coach looks at their ankle and says, it's swollen. What happened? They say, Oh yeah. You know, so there are situations in which our brains 
take what is obviously input that would cause pain and can reduce it or even eliminate it. Um, you know, women have given birth to children for millennia um, without epidural blocks and, you know, anesthesia. Uh, and it, there's no question there's pain involved in giving birth to a child, but um, we learn to manage and interpret those signals and modulate them. So it, pain is not simply a bottom-up problem. It's a, it's a both bottom up, you know, set the bone if it's broken, but it's also a top down problem of how much attention you pay to it. And our brains usually treat most pain as if it were acute pain. If you did just break your ankle, you better do something to get it fixed. But chronic pain um, is something that often doesn't involve any further damage to the body. And you can learn to manage it without getting yourself hooked on opioids. Fantastic. Um, and you gave a great story of how you used hypnosis to manage your own pain after you had reconstructive sur surgery on your shoulder, right? Right. Hear that story. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had recurrent dislocations of my shoulder, and uh, it was starting to interfere with uh, with life and vacations. And so, I had to have a three hour procedure to reconstruct the um, the cup that holds the bone in place. And um, I, for that for that surgery, we I had general anesthesia, but afterwards I was not using any pain meds, and it was at Mass General Hospital. I was I worked there too, so I kind of snuck over and took a look at my record, which I wasn't supposed to do. And the the uh, surgical resident wrote, "Patient using very little pain medication. We mustn't have cut many nerves." <laughs> well, I have a scar from here to here. I can tell you that they cut some nerves, but I it just I knew it was healing. Um, I was not uncomfortable about it. And I just imagined a, a sense of uh, warm, tingling numbness, like a hot compress on my shoulder. And I was fine. I, you know, I just had very little pain. It didn't worry me. I knew it was there for a reason. And um, so it frustrated the chief resident, but I was fine. You know, it was uh, not a problem. Wow. That's incredible. So let's take it from the realm of physical pain back to kind of perceived pain, stress pain, emotional pain in our careers and in our daily lives. How can hypnosis, does hypnosis, is it as effective with that kind of emotional pain as it is with physical pain? Um, sure, uh, it is. Um, uh, it can uh, help you to face a problem, number one, by controlling your physical reaction to it. But then from... Um, see what we call cognitive restructuring from seeing the same problem from a different point of view uh one of the uh, one of the exercises we have in reverie uh, is is seeing stressors as as your friend not your not your enemy and the example in in sports is for example if you see somebody who's you know hassling you bumping into you while you're playing basketball or something it's annoying but that he's also teaching you something about what you have to learn to do to maintain your own game. He's forcing you to up your game by not letting uh, a possibly illegal push um, derail you from what you have to do. So you can view him as, as a kind of a coach to teach you how to play better. And if you see it that way, instead of getting angry and frustrated and saying it's not fair um, to just say, OK, I have to learn to deal with this and I'll find ways to do it. I'm going to expect it. So you're re reconstructing your um, view of what the situation is in a way that makes it a learning experience for you rather than an interference by some nasty guy. And he may be a nasty guy, but that's not the issue. So in the same way, 
um, hypnosis can help you calm yourself and see what you're dealing with uh, from a new point of view. Um, so that's that's one example of among many of how it can allow you to reconstruct your understanding of what's happening. Yeah, um, I would summarize what you said by this sentence that I read in one of your articles as well, which is hypnosis changes the brain's management of incoming information and its importance. So it allows you, like we said in the beginning, to detach from the experience, but being fully present in problem solving mode in order to get the outcome that you desire. Yes, because you can, you can, you allow yourself to better appreciate it see it from a different point of view and not let it overwhelm you, let it touch you, but not touch you to the point where you have difficulty in managing it, where you can manage your own reaction to it and therefore learn from it. So I'm really grateful that there is an app that can help us do this, Reverie. Uh, tell us the story of the founding of this app. Uh, thank you, Lissandra. Yes, it's R-E-V-E-R-I. You can download it if you have an iOS phone from the App Store or from Google Play if you have an Android. Um, and uh, what happened was about four years ago, I was giving a talk at a Brain Mind Summit at Stanford. And uh, Ariel Poehler, who is our Reverie co-founder, came up to me, introduced himself. He went to MIT and Stanford Business School and, and started uh, a bunch of very successful uh, startups like Strava. And he said, would you like to uh, make uh, an interactive uh, program that can help people use hypnosis beyond coming to see you? And um, at, at the time, uh, Amazon had introduced Alexa, so people were starting to talk to their speakers. Now, the problem was the speakers were starting to listen to them. But uh, um, it was, you know, it was a very, it, they made it a very accessible platform for building new programs. So he said, I think I could do that. You want to, what do you want to help people with? I said, well, smoking control is one thing we do, stopping smoking. So he very quickly built this interactive app on Alexa. And uh, we found that we were getting one out of five people to stop smoking, just using the app, which is about as good as with medication. And we thought this is cool, but it was a little complicated. And he said, you know what? We got to build our own app. So we started this company, Reverie, uh, a couple of years ago. And we have a talented group of programmers and other people uh, recording things. And so you get to hear my mellifluous voice. And the cool thing is it's interactive. I wanted to make it as much like the experience of being in the office with me as I could. So I'll say, is your hand floating in the air? Is it light and comfortable? If they say yes, we go on to something else. If they say no, I help them with that. So it's a branch chain interactive things. And it's much as we could make it like having the experience of actually coming to see me. And we now have programs to help control pain, to help people go to sleep, to reduce stress, to enhance focus. Uh, we're introducing this fear of flying uh, app. Uh, we have uh, one for smoking control, for weight control. And so you can choose to, you know, I used to think, well, you know, it, I hope it's almost as good as coming to see me. But I realized that if you're waking up at three in the morning, I'm not going to be there to help you get back to sleep but my voice on the app is. And so in some ways it's better. You can you can get the benefit of interacting and using it whenever and wherever you want. I think a lot of people in the Caribbean where I'm based would view hypnosis still as a weird out there thing. Um, mm -hmm. Is it more mainstream now in the US, more standard in psychiatry and psychology? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's not voodoo, but it's, uh, it is an altered state of consciousness. And, uh, 
I wish I wish it were more widely accepted. You know, the weird thing, Lissandra, is that hypnosis is the oldest Western conception of a psychotherapy. It's the first time a talking interaction was thought to have therapeutic potential. And yet it is still in many ways a sideshow uh, in medicine. It's taught at the best medical schools, but not at most medical schools. Um, I, you know, Harvard, Columbia, Stanford, yes, but most of them no. Um, and I decided the reason I started Reverie, frankly, is I thought, you know, after more than four decades of, you know, doing the build it and they will come, you know, build a research base and people will finally respect it. And I and many other colleagues have done that. And you know what? It hasn't changed very much. And I decided I'm going to go direct to consumers, you know, D to C. I just I, because people get it. They come. They want to see me. They want to see colleagues of mine. And I just thought, let's make it as available as we can to anybody who wants to use it. It's safe. It's effective. It's a hell of a lot safer than opioids for pain control. Um, and so I thought, I just want to give people the opportunity to use it. And that's why we built Reverie. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm very open. I think I have done hypnosis once in a therapy session. It sent me into a really deep, deep place in my past that helped me you know, work through and process things and come out um, free and unburdened of that. But it was very heavy. Um, I think I had the session on a Thursday and I had to sleep the entire weekend. Like my psyche was overloaded wow. and overwhelmed. Have you ever seen that happen? Or what kind of advice would you give someone like me who had that experience in hypnotherapy? Well, well you know, I'm glad you got several good nights sleep afterwards. <laughs> um, it can affect people for family and you may be very hypnotizable, um, but it's the kind of thing where you can sort of go as deep as you want to, um, you know, and the thing about hypnosis is when you get into it, you get into it profoundly, but it can be in a way that, that uh, can be extremely helpful. So there are times when it can be intense but um, but have remarkably good effects on people and help them see an old problem from a new point of view and let go of baggage that has been dragging them down for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my experience, but it was very heavy. So I actually haven't done it again. So, there, so I'm excited to do a two minute version with you okay. and experience the, <laughs> what kind of process you have and what kind of process you use. But before sure. I do, um, cause we're going to close it out with that demonstration. So before okay. I close it out, I'm going to ask you, what are three tips you would give to our audience to get started? They've opened your app. They want to test out self-hypnosis. What are three tips you would give them? Well, there's one thing. One other thing we have on the app is, uh, is a measure of your hypnotizability. People differ in their degree of hypnotizability. You can do it in about five minutes and learn how hypnotizable you are. And the way you approach it is different depending on how hypnotizable you are. But any level, you can get some benefit. So that's one thing. The second is, Pick one problem that you want to start with and, and one where you can tell, you know, it's been troubling you. So you'll have a kind of pre-post ability to see how much it helps you. And then if it does, go on to something else, if you like. See if there's a second problem that's related. People who are stressed during the day often have trouble sleeping at night. So you can set up a kind of stress management regimen on Reverie to take on the problems that you think are causing you trouble and see how much better you can be. Fantastic. Wait, th that was two. One more tip. That was two. One more. <laughs> um, I would say 
have fun exploring it. Use it to kind of extend your focus and your imagination. Uh, it, it can be for problem solving, but it can also be just for enriching your life experience and making yourself more present when you're present uh, to to organize things. We use it to help people who procrastinate to organize a series of small steps that will lead you where you want to go. So use it as a planning tool as well as a problem relieving tool. Okay, so with that, let us do a demonstration of your hypnosis. Two minutes, nothing too long or, you know, intense, but yeah, I'd love to see how it works. (laughs) Okay, good. So get as comfortable as you can. On one, please do one thing. Look up all the way up high as you can. Fast your eyebrows. Two, while you're looking up, keep looking up. Slowly close your eyes. Close, close, look up and close. And three, do three things. Let the breath out. Let your eyes relax, but keep them closed and let your body float. Imagine you're floating in a bath, a lake, a hot tub, or just floating in space. Take in a breath about halfway. Hold. Now fill your lungs completely all the way and slowly exhale through your mouth. And notice how quickly and easily you can use your store of memories and your imagination to help yourself and your body feel better. Each breath deeper and easier. Exhale slowly and picture in your mind's eye an imaginary screen. It could be a movie screen, a TV screen, or a piece of clear blue sky. Picture on it a pleasant scene, somewhere you enjoy being. With your eyes closed and remaining in this state of concentration, please describe how your body is feeling right now. Feeling lighter. Lighter. Good. Where where do you picture yourself being? On a beach in Negril. <laughs> Terrific. Negril, a beautiful beach. So notice how you can use your store of memories and fantasies to help yourself and your body feel better. And now if there's one thing that's troubling you right now that bothered you today, divide the screen in half. And while your body is lying on the beach in the grill, picture that on the left side of the screen and tell me what you see while you keep your body comfortable. Deadline pressure from clients. Got it. How's your body feeling now? Still comfortable? My neck hurts. Your neck hurts. All right. So imagine that you feel the warmth of the sun or a pleasant breeze on the beach on your neck and let a sense of warm or cool tingling numbness filter the hurt out of the pain. Just feel the warmth, pleasant breeze. And again, with your eyes closed and remaining in the state of concentration, please tell me how your neck is feeling right now. Warm, like a warm compress is on it. Good, good. So more comfortable now? Good. Now, while you're feeling more comfortable and that natural reaction that you have in your neck is better, picture on the right side of the screen one thing you can do about the deadlines. Pick one and how you can deal with it on the other side of the screen. What do you see? checklist (laughs) okay so 
checking them off and you put them in order so you know which one you've got to deal with first. Body still comfortable? Not so, Not much. so much. Okay. Neck hurting you again? <laughs> All right. So go back to the sun, the warmth of the sun, the compress on your neck. Filter the hurt out of the pain. And recognize that you can plan how to deal with the stressor in a way that doesn't drag your body along with it. That you can deal with the stressor better if your body is comfortable. Now take a few moments to reflect on what this means to you in a private sense, and then we'll come out of the state of self-hypnosis by counting backwards from three to one. On three, you'll get ready. Two, with your eyelids closed, roll up your eyes. One, let your eyes open. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel relaxed. I feel more chilled out. <laughs> Great. You're smiling. I can see that. Good. Good. And how's your neck? It's not bad. It's so crazy how my body responds and just tightens up at the thought right. of something, pressure, that high pressure. Right. Exactly. You transfer that tension into a physical fight or flight reaction, and that just makes it harder for you to do what you need to do. So if you can dissociate, disconnect your physical reaction from your mental reaction, you can handle both much better. It's such an automatic response. It's like a instinctive, reflexive response. So that's right. Thing I have to work on for a long time. I actually had to be going to the chiropractor. He was the first one that said it's psychosomatic. Every yeah. time you stress out, you just all your muscles in your neck and back. Right. And right. Well, this is where hypnosis can help you detach to disconnect your physical reaction from from your mental one and handle both better so thank you so much that was awesome you're welcome, you're welcome. it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast it's been a privilege to actually even get you on so well, thank, you thank you so much dr siegel well i'm delighted thank you for your careful preparation and uh enjoy the beach and the grill <laughs> <laughs> i will <laughs> all right, all right.